welcome listeners to the Bleep Midlife Bolivia with host Lorianne. In this episode, I'm really pleased to have Ulis Carlson back. Uh, we're going to be speaking to further uh, information that we weren't able to previously. And Ulis is an author and a soul coach about mind and body. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank you, Lorianne, for having me. Every time I see you, we have so many nice talks. So I, I sure hope today is not an exception. It definitely won't be. Uh, you're just wonderful. I find you fascinating. Your your ideas and and not only that, but the the message that you give out is really important to people. So, uh, bringing you back was because the last episode that we had, we couldn't get into certain things that we wanted to talk about, and uh, so I know that we were talking about forgiveness. So please uh, speak to that at this time. Thank you. Yeah, after our last talk, uh, you and I, after the recording, we, we continued to talk, as you say, it's so pleasant. And then we started to talk about forgiveness. And I said to you, it's such a huge and, and big and very important topic relating to, to being ill or sick in bulimia or eating disorders or mental illness or whatever. So we just decided to come back on for another episode. And today, as you said, we're going to talk about forgiveness, and for me, that is the most important, like, piece of the puzzle in in healing when it comes to all of these eating disorders or mental illnesses or depression or whatever. You can apply them. You can apply forgiveness to to each and one of them. But forgiveness, it is in itself such a big topic because. Many of us are very not used to forgive, not others, but most certainly not ourselves. And when we forgive, it tends to be easier to forgive others for what others might have done to us or have wronged us. And it seems so much harder to forgive yourself because for me, when you forgive yourself, it is about accepting and embracing all the things about yourself that you have sort of hidden or uh, run away from or things that you have suppressed, uh, maybe, maybe aspects of yourself that you don't like and you don't want others to see. So <clears throat> the forgiveness part is, is sort of to let yourself be free. I mean, you can do so much of the healing, but if you haven't forgiven yourself, then you're still sort of captive in this, in this energy of being sick. Because forgiveness for me is unconditional. It's totally unconditional, and it's, if you listen to the word forgiveness, it's for, so it's something you do for somebody, and also the word give, something you give to somebody and who do you do it for and who do you give this gift to this gift of forgiveness and as as we said it's easier to to give forgiveness to others than to yourself so there's something that I have to give myself I have to give myself a lot of compassion a lot of love a lot of uh, acceptance 
and stop running from what, whatever it is that you have suppressed. So forgiveness is a big part, I think. What do you think, Lorian? I totally agree with that because even if you try and run from forgiveness, it comes with you unless you've forgiven yourself. Um, that's one thing that people say, well, I'm moving to a new place to make a new start. But if you haven't forgiven yourself, that still comes with you. And exactly, exactly. And you I also, sorry. sorry, I was just going to say, and I also have to say, though, is that some people are hard to forgive. Like I went through a really tough time and I still am trying to work on their forgiveness. Uh, but I can't beat myself up in a hard time doing that I still have to love myself and not feel bad about that person hurt me very deeply I have to still go through it and I know it's been a while but you know there's still it's still happening today so that's the other thing that that when you forgive yourself that's awesome forgive yourself but if you have a hard time forgiving someone else don't beat yourself up for that either exactly and if, if I'm going to take it also to another layer uh, from my perspective also as a yoga therapist and from the yogic perspective, it is if it's hard to forgive somebody that has wronged you, then there might be just sort of a reflection or a mirroring back to yourself. So what aspect in yourself do you still have problems to forgive, to give forgiveness to? Because if if you are fully forgiven, if you have forgiven yourself fully, then you wouldn't be triggered by somebody else out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the thing is, the only way that I could possibly fully forgive is if I went out and stood up to the person and told them to stay out of my life. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe that's like one of the final steps that you have to do in your healing process. Because when you have forgiven yourself, when you have transformed and transmuted all the feelings that you have suppressed, because bulimia is bulimia and eating disorders is merely symptoms of a deeper root cause, right? Like you don't like yourself or you don't think that you're good enough or you try to control your life and control your uh, appearance by, by your looks, right? So it's only like a symptom. And what is the root cause of this? What is the deep root cause? Because we as human beings, as divine beings, what is common for us is that we all want to be, we want to be loved we want to be acknowledged and we want to be seen, right? So this uh, kind of eating disorder is one way to, to be seen or to be acknowledged for something, right? But this is not who you are at the core level. This is just symptoms of, of a deeper root cause. And for me, that root cause always stems back to some kind of fear. Because basically there's only two origins of feelings. And it's love and it's fear. And then we have all the other emotions that ranges in the whole spectrum between love and fear. But so if there's something about yourself that you still are 
afraid of showing, that you are afraid that you won't be included or that you're afraid that you still are not good enough. So there's still one aspect of yourself that you that you haven't forgiven, that you haven't embraced and accepted. That means this point of view is with you, whoever you with. And if you see something in the outer realm and that somebody's triggering you and you you cannot forgive this person, then you have to take it back to yourself and to be radically honest about it. What is it in me that I need still to heal and to forgive? Well, because I really never fought back and I felt that that was a weakness in me not to speak up and 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 be strong enough to do that at the time and it's maintained itself in my mind that I basically it's a horrible word but I kind of buried the person but yet the person still arrives in my life in this little like tokens here and there and I still haven't said anything and I don't want to because there's other people I'm protecting by not saying anything if that makes any sense so it I'm going to that in yeah and and if we take it one step further, uh, what I'm hearing and from my own, in my own personal journey and my own personal and professional experience, it comes back to boundaries, right? And, and, and not having healthy boundaries of who I am and what, who I am at a soul level, at a core level, or what are my needs. So people with eating disorders, we also have, it's, it's on so many multiple and multidimensional uh, perspectives because it means also that we, we don't have any healthy boundaries around ourselves. We are like people pleasers, many of us. We are people um, who are like the good girl uh, or the good, the good boy. Uh, we want to, you know, high achieve, high achievers are mostly, you know, good girls or boys that, that um, also have eating disorders. So if my boundaries about myself are lucid or fluid or very vague, then I'm not protecting myself the way I should. And that means that I am allowing other people to treat me bad. This is just very, very unconscious behavior that I am allowing it. And again, it comes back to this, this fear-based perspective and that I also need to embrace it and to forgive that, that I used to have really bad boundaries and I didn't have the courage to say no or to stand up for myself because I couldn't forgive myself. Now, See what I I'm saying? I do, and I did put the boundaries on. I basically stated very clearly that you know, I forgive, but I don't have to have you sitting at my dinner just because I'm forgiving you. But but every now and again, there's a plate pushed forward that, you know, comes forward. It's hard to explain it because it's it's family oriented and it's hard to to keep family because, yeah, you can have the boundaries say I forgive you, but really I don't have a meal with you. Thank you very much. And, and I'm going to stay safe because I'm a fool if I bring you back in for you to do this again to me. Um, 
So that's my boundary. But the problem is, is it being a family member, it becomes a lot harder to do that. Really, Ulysses, it's it that's the tough part. I forgave, you know, other people no problem because I know that I can keep them outside of my my safe zone, my area. Um, but I can't stand conflict. So I hold back because if I create this conflict, it then creates conflict towards other people too. So now I'm opening up a can of worms that I don't want to do. I totally get that. And I, uh, I've experienced that myself, but, but what I'm trying to say is that maybe that's the final piece of the puzzle because obviously it's going to be much harder to forgive somebody that is very close to you or in a family or uh, relative and also that's why that person is there to mirror you or to reflect or to trigger you because every time that we are triggered it means that is still some aspect of me that is not fully healed some aspects of me that I haven't forgiven or embraced or, or transformed. So, uh, and then it comes back because it always comes back to ourselves, right? Because um, there are always going to be triggers, uh, triggering people and triggering situations out there. But if I am here, if I have healed all my traumas, all my feelings and suppressed emotions that comes with the disease, then I'm totally neutral. I'm firm with my boundaries and I never want to, I never put myself second place. I always put myself first. And it's like the cliche, you know, when you're going on an airplane uh, and if there's going to be a crash, first you take the mask with the oxygen on yourself and then you help others. So, and I feel that you can heal, you can heal on so many levels, but uh, it's like, it's like being an alcoholic or being whatever, because even though that there are different diseases, there are still similarities within within them and and it all comes back to you how have i treated myself and how much more do i need to fully forgive myself conditionally no, i mean unconditionally not conditionally because this is what we used to 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 do it in an unconditioned way and you said it right before when you talked about your relative yeah that's a hard thing too because when it is a relative that you loved unconditionally it becomes a lot harder to do that forgiveness and then it's conditioned yes you know what i'm saying forgiveness it's is a, a tough, tough one. yeah it is a tough one and it's and it's not for me also this old cliche it's not about forgiving you know it's not maybe that the person that is the trigger or that has wronged you deserves to be forgiven but it's you know i deserve the peace i deserve to be whole and complete to heal i deserve to be free so i let him go or her 
and yeah. it all comes back to me again another round of healing another round of introspection another round of facing all these uh, emotions when it comes to boundaries and being fear what am i being afraid of what's going to happen if i have firm boundaries maybe this person will not love me or maybe this person will you know leave me or whatever and then we come back to conditions so it's not unconditional and it's fear-based so it, it's always to come back to yourself and to be brutally honest about you know am i sort of manipulating myself am i doing a bypass is there still some levels that needs to be fully healed because the way i see it is that for myself it, it is an ongoing journey on an ongoing journey where I retrieve myself and I forgive myself and embrace myself fully like all of the spectra that I am as, as a human being that we all are and to forgive myself for um, how long I have been mistreating myself and way for to me, say it I think that's the best way to say it is by forgiving yourself i think that that's the thing you hold on to things that hurt you and that can continually hurt you because mine have been continual um and, and it's hard to put boundaries on that one sorry but it is uh how to shut that off is really tough but there's got to be a way to do that for my own preservation and speaking of unconditional love, I just have to throw this out, which was really interesting. My ex-husband once asked me, he goes, how do you love unconditionally? I can tell you love unconditionally. And he goes, can you teach me that? I don't know. Tell me, Ulus, can you teach somebody that? I think it's a very good question, Lorianne, because in our societies, we are not taught unconditional love. We are being taught from a very early age conditioned love like if you eat this then you get dessert if you do your homework then you can watch tv if you do this uh, deadline then you have a higher salary you see so there's always these um uh, either you know uh how do you say threats if you don't eat up your food you won't get the dessert so it's the threat or yeah, is this reward yeah. yeah condition so to be rewarded are, yeah exactly so we are not taught the unconditional love and that's something that we have to reprogram and to teach ourselves and since there's nobody to ask because we all are taught with conditioned love so there's no guru there's no guide there's no nobody that can help you to love yourself unconditionally but you you are the guru you are the teacher you are both the parent that you never had to ask that you could ask and you are like the baby and the teenager you you are you are it all and that means also to to forgive and to include and to take baby steps like like if if i find myself in a situation where I have been weak on my boundaries, for instance, since we've been talking about that. So instead of, uh, you know, in my, in my mind to repeat that, oh, damn, I didn't do that good or, 
or shit, I lost it, or oh no, I, I failed again, or whatever of these, you know, endless thoughts that is like an old record player just going around and around. So when you find yourself in these negative thoughts about yourself, when you find yourself criticizing yourself, when you find yourself dipping yourself or suppressing yourself or minimizing yourself, just take a deep, deep breath. Inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth with a sound, maybe like, <sighs> and then you can slowly retrieve yourself back into to find the compassion that, okay, I lost it there for a second, but I'm here. So you have to be both the loving parent that maybe you never had, and you have to be the teacher, and you have to be everything for yourself. And do I have, to say I have loving parents? But for some reason, I never thought my children could love me as a mother. It was weird. I know they did, but there was this. And, of course, I was going through bulimia at the time. And that was a horrifying feeling that I thought, I'm not good enough as a mother. i probably doing things that they don't love me as much as they love their dad. And it was all that while I was bringing up my children and thinking, I'm not worthy to be a mother. And yet, I, looking back, I'm going, oh, my goodness, did you see what you did as a mother? Like, do you remember what you did? At the time, I, it was horrible. I, I just felt that way. Yeah, I know. And it's horrible, as you say. And that's also one thing that we have to feel, to acknowledge, to embrace, and to forgive. Because that's where the healing takes part. Very tough one, though. I, I think that uh, there's there are certain things that say out there... Um, I may forgive you, but and, and of course they say, I mean, it's a little bit biblical, but uh, hate the sin, love the sinner. But there's certain sins that are a little bit more difficult to forgive simply because it's been an attack on you. Exactly. And then it comes back to, and, and I know this is, this might be hard to take in because we allowed it. We allowed the attack because we didn't have firm and healthy boundaries within ourselves. Because we didn't love ourselves fully. We didn't accept ourselves. We didn't stand up for ourselves. Because, yes, you're right. I saw the red flags and I didn't pay it. I just didn't want to believe them. And, uh, and sometimes we end up trying to trust too much instead of realizing that, listen to your gut. It's telling you something to you know, watch out for. Exactly. And also, uh, I think I mentioned it in the other episode, and I, I'm going to mention it again because it's a good one, and, and it's a good thing to be reminded of, that eating disorders, from the yogic perspective, stems from a fear-based perspective, from scarcity, from fear-based, of not being loved, seen, acknowledged, or good enough. So eating disorders are merely symptoms of being afraid, uh, fear of not being loved who I am, uh, I, that I need to be in a certain way so I can earn or deserve love. And once, 
once I, in my personal journey, realized that it is stemmed from fear. Fear of not being good enough, fear of not uh, being pretty enough, fear of not being included, of not being loved. So eating disorders is merely like a tool for navigating and try in the illusion of having control that, okay, uh, I don't love myself, uh, I don't feel at home, but at least I can control my weight. But that's merely also an illusion and it stems from fear. So if we can transform the fear-based perspective and all the fears that each and one of us have within into love and compassion for ourselves, then we can start to love ourselves unconditionally. And then we also start to heal and start to forgive. But it's many, many steps and they're all entangled. Definitely. And, and you're very right. I mean, what you're saying right now, like, hits that. I, again, like I was saying, I didn't feel that I was lovable. And yet I knew I was. I mean, there was, it was like, it's like a, a Jekyll and Hyde, really. Um, I knew my, I had close friends that loved me. I knew my parents loved me. Uh, I knew that my, you know, two of my sisters loved me. Uh, but I, I just, for some silly reason, I personally did not feel like I was lovable because I wasn't loving myself, really, is what it came down to. Exactly. And the love that you held for yourself was conditioned. Yes, it was. Yes. So it all comes, it all like boils and cooks down to that. And also from the yogic perspective, eating disorders is, is an unbalance both in the root chakra and also in the third chakra. And the third chakra uh, that is um, within the body, like, you know, the solar plexus, the tummy area with all your intestines and everything. It has a lot to do with the, uh, the masculinity within you, whether you're in a female body or a male body, doesn't matter. So it has a lot to do with the masculinity within you and also with the relationship to your father. And many people like you and I, people that might have low self-esteem we try to uh, compensate it with high uh, self-confidence and then the tool to um, to control the weight is is exactly just merely an illusion and a tool for having a control which we don't Interesting, because that was one thing I mm -hmm. said I've got, uh, my sisters all are able to talk to my dad, and only like in the last 10 years, which is kind of sad, I've been able to start opening up to him, but even like only like, you know, maybe two months ago, I told him, I said, you know, I always give you good news, I don't like giving you bad news, <laughs> he goes, I know that, and and because of that, I couldn't talk to him. I mean, we, we had a few conversations, but I was never as close as my sisters were because to me it was like, hey, dad, I achieved this. Hey, I achieved this and, and good news, right? And, and sort of yeah. like not to the point where, I mean, even when I went through my divorce, I had a hard time saying, I'm really sad. I didn't go to my parents about it because it was, I just felt like I had to deal with it on my own. I didn't want to get them involved with it because there was a family member too involved with it. And it was just, but I felt alone. 
And instead of being strong enough to say, knock, knock, knock on the door, I need help. Exactly. And this also comes back to our conditioned programs that we are not supposed to show our emotions or we're not supposed to feel so much or we're not supposed to talk about it. So we suppress them and we suppress them and we try to adapt into this conform image on how we are think others, you know, wants us to be. So again, it comes back from conditioned love, which is base, basically fear. That's interesting. And the other thing too, though, is we're not going to put it out that, you know, bulimics and, and people with eating disorders do lose their temper. They do. <laughs> because the other thing too is without the proper nutrition, um, it does create some emotional ups and downs. Of course it does, but if you think about it, where do you, in what direction do you um, sort of put this, these uh, emotions to? It's all, it comes always back to yourself that you're blaming yourself for not losing your weight or not being good enough again or not. So it's very rare that you say, say to this person, like, get out of my face. Uh, you know, because again, it comes back to 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 who who we think we are and who we are. Problem is, is when you be, do, yeah. Sorry, but the problem is when you do, you feel so guilty about exactly guilt, shame. Yeah, and these are really, really, really low vibrational uh, frequency that draws your consciousness down and draws your energy down and um, these emotions are much more hard to forgive to forgive yourself than when you've been angry or when you've been uh, frustrated so shame and guilt are really low frequent energies definitely I agree yeah. Okay, so well, to forgiveness and that this, this gift for yourself that you have to give to yourself so you can forgive. And the Swedish word, since I'm a Swede, um, is förlåtelse. And that it means sort of something like let and also see. So there's something that I have to see. There's something within me that I have to see. So I can let myself be free. I'm going to have dogs barking in one second. Sorry, someone's coming to the door. Just there we go. I'll have to edit this out. It's okay. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. my landlady that's kicking me out. Okay. 
Sorry, so shall sorry. I repeat what I was saying in the Swedish yes, word for forgiveness? Yeah, yeah. And so if we take the Swedish word, since I'm a Swede, for forgiveness, it is förlåtelse. And if you translate it into English, then you have the word let and also the word see. So there's something that I need to see within myself so I can let myself be free. And this I do when I forgive myself. So the English uh, meaning of the word forgiveness I like because it's this give. And the Swedish word of förlåtelse I like because it's also something that you have to see and then you something that you have to let, let go of or let in or whatever. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. <laughs> so, and remember baby steps in forgiving yourself. If you have had like self-hatred or disdain or contempt for you and your body for decades, forgiveness is not going to happen passively overnight. It's something that you actively need to choose every day and to practice. Absolutely. I agree with that. I've been doing that. I've been trying. I do have that. The, the, the only issues are when somebody brings it up and brings something up again. And it's really hard sometimes to put those boundaries on you. Um, exactly. And that's why we have to practice every day. And we practice, we fake it until we make it. Or we try until we make it and become it. And I think this whole journey, actually, this journey called life is about learning and evolving, growing, expanding. And uh, it takes a lot of courage just to be alive and to, to have the, the curiosity and the willingness to come closer to yourself and to forgive. Because you can never be closer to anybody else or you can never be nobody can rescue you you are the rescuer you are the white knight that comes and save you and you are the only person that you're going to have an, a relationship with the whole life so it's up to you it's up to you to forgive and to let go because you're worthy and you are worth to be free i love that because it seems to be a theme this week in our podcast uh, about the white knight and you're absolutely right because a lot of you know they say the disney syndrome where you're waiting for your white knight to to ride in and take you away and i have realized that i am my own white knight i am the one who was born with me i am going to be the one who dies with me and i am the one that's going to be there through everything just me and i know there's other people who are involved in my life but ultimately I'm the one who was born with me and I will die with me. And I have to make sure that every day I look in the mirror, that I sit there and go, I really enjoy waking up with you this morning, Lorianne. Exactly. And right? I just want to, exactly. And in my first book, uh, it's called 2.47 AM, The Journey Home to My Heart. Yes. My autobiography, there I'm mentioning um, when I was so sick uh, from depression and when I was suicidal and, and burnout. So I, for, I forgot my own daughter. She was about like four months. 
and I forgot about her and I didn't know where she was. I thought she was, you know, dead or I, I didn't know where she was. And that was a hard thing for myself to forgive me for because I was judging and I was punishing myself for decades that I, you know, that I wasn't a good mother and that I, you know, but at the time I was so sick and so depressed. So I wasn't fully working, working. my cognitive abilities were really low. And so this episode is something really that I've, it's been a struggle to me to forgive myself for that even then I did the very best that I could. So I think life throws us lots of opportunities to practice forgiveness. Absolutely. I, uh, I said that to my daughter because I remember telling her, don't put these cards on, like, don't put anything on the um, dash of the car because if I turn, it's going to slip out. And sure enough, she put some cards and they slipped out and, and I yelled at her and I can't stand it, but I did. And then she sat there staring at me for a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds anyway, and then started bawling her eyes out. And I thought, why was I getting angry at that? But I still remember that moment that I took something. All I had to do was stop the car and said, I told you that would happen. Get out, pick up the cards. <laughs> get it back in the car. I didn't have to put her through so much trauma. And I remember those silly things, but yet you don't remember the times that you took them to swimming and you took them here and you took them there. Your mind is focused on that negative thing that you've done. Exactly. And you, you have to let go of that. And are you in agreement with part of forgiving yourself is remembering all the good that you've done? Of course. Of course, uh, for sure. But as you say, um, the the hard thing is to forgive the negative parts, and the healing won't be complete in, until you have done both. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Topic. I'm sure that we can even talk some more about it. But I would love um, for the listeners out there to, if they have any questions, definitely get a hold of Ulis and. Uh, and I know that your your book has a lot of answers to it. I know that you work with the mind and body and with uh, with yoga and all of that. And you've got a special, like you're not just yoga. You've got something beyond that. Thank you. Yes, I am. Um, first of all, I've developed a yoga for empaths, uh, yoga for people with, with a lot of pain in body, mind, or spirit, uh, or, or the soul, because sometimes it can be so that is aching, but it's only manifesting as in physical pain within the body. So, um, and then I also do uh, karma clearings because you, you, Lorianne and I, and we all are, we are souls who deep down in a soul level chose these lifetimes and these experience for us to grow. But sometimes we have programs with us from previous lifetimes that no matter how conscious we are or no matter how much I have forgiven myself, like patterns or situations seems to be repeating themselves. Like I'm drawing in these, you know, 
negative people or I never can find to have a job that suits me or my personality or whatever. So we can have programs from previous lifetimes that is enabling us or hindering us for, you know, for evolving in this lifetime. So I also do karma clearings. And for me, when I did my own, that was like, wow, now I know why I chose this lifetime so many hardship because it was for my soul to grow and um, it made sense sort of like why it had been so hard ah that's amazing yeah it is so for our listeners if you can please let them know where they can get a hold of you thank you well you can find me at my uh, international website it's up and running it's not so updated but it's there nevertheless and it's www.ulliscarlson.com. And that is U double L I S K A R L double S O N dot com. Ulliscarlson.com. And I'm also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Well, thanks again for appearing again on my podcast. And I'm sure that we're going to have some more information to share with our listeners because uh, I just love it. Maybe next time we can talk more about that karma. I would love to hear more about the karma clearing. Yeah, um, that would be nice. And that would be so amazing. I seriously want to hear more about that. because <laughs> Literally. It's amazing. It, and thank you for having me. It's so easy to talk to you, Elorian. And uh, I also like that when the energy is just easy and flowing. And I really hope that you also as a listener that you got some good insights that you could take with you like like a gem absolutely i hope so too i know so by the way because i've taken in a lot thanks again thank you You disappeared. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to figure out how to stop the recording. <laughs> it's, for me, it's in the left, down in the left-hand corner again. It says stop. Don't have that on mine. Really? Okay, here we go. Stop recording. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to visit me at bleepbulimia.com.